T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is not nothing to worry about. Like I said, I'm focused on this week. Um, we and um, I'm ready to go. No injury. I'm just ready to go. That's all y'all need to worry about. That's A.J. Brown uh, with being asked about um, what happened on the game on Saturday because it was explained that maybe he was a little bit banged up. That's why he was upset. Uh, and then it was also speculated that he just wasn't happy with the amount of targets that he received in the game. Mm-hmm. And he was pouting a little bit unhappy after a, a playoff win. Mm-hmm. We're back, Marks and Reese. Uh, you, you've you've talked about this a couple times. Um so I'm glad he addressed it today just to kind of, you know, move on from it. Yeah, I mean, listen, he wanted to downplay it as, as he should, and, and hopefully it isn't um, anything that can uh, disrupt the culture. Uh, I, I don't have any concern from that standpoint because I think uh, Jalen's presence is much stronger and much more influential um, even on A.J. Brown. So even any frustration that A.J. may have um, because he may want the ball or what have you, um, I think because of his relationship with Jalen, it can always be worked out and talked out. And so Jalen's going to have the ability to calm A.J., right? It's one thing for it to be in the moment. Guys get our competitors, they want the ball, whatever, whatever. It's, a, it's different when – you had a night to sleep on it, and you come back the next day or two days later, and it's still an issue. And now it's an issue in the meeting room, right? You know, it, he comes it, in grumpy. He's not of talking course, to anybody. Yes, yeah. you're moody. Like, that's, that's what happens. That's when it's an issue. Um, him right there tells, tells me he's, he's in the right place mentally. You know, what it was Saturday night, frustration, whatever it was, it was Saturday night. He's in a better place now mentally and ready to move on. And that's what you should want to see as an Eagles fan. Yeah, he had, he had the million-dollar smile that was going. Mm-hmm. So hopefully and, – and you had said this uh, you had said this before, but it's this is more about his frustration with the plays that are being called as far as, like, the coaching staff than with Jalen, combination of both or what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know for, for you know, exact. He hasn't talked to me or what have you. Right. I just don't think he's mad at Jalen Hurts because he didn't throw him the football. So what else could he be mad about? is that the plays aren't called for him. Yeah, I, I don't think he's – I don't. I think him and, him and Jalen's relationship is strong enough that he's not out there mad that Jalen didn't throw him the football. He's just competitive to the point – I think he only had, what, three catches in the game for like 20 yards. You're in the playoffs. Um, he wants the football. We saw the guy in Buffalo. He didn't handle it that way. But to me, that's the way you're showing up your quarterback. 
and you you know you don't want to sit and talk to the media afterwards and somebody has to come and get you and then the next day you're still tweeting to Double defend down, yourself man. and all that type of stuff like to me I if I'm in Buffalo somebody needs to call Stefan Diggs and tell him to sit down somewhere like 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 bro we got you out of Minnesota you were complaining there don't bring that here that guy number 17 is a number 1 you're not you'll be playing somewhere else and if that message needs to be relayed to any other diva wide receiver, then that's what you have to do as an organization. You can't sit back and say, well, I'll let them work it out. I'll let them figure it out. Right. Sometimes you got to step in there and say, listen, he's the quarterback. We don't do that to our quarterback. And if it's going to be an issue, then we'll take care of it. And he ain't going nowhere. And I guarantee you that speaks directly to a player. Yeah. That speaks directly to him. Because that player may think he's all this and that. And the other. That's what Jerry Jones did to T.O. In, in, in Dallas. Remember T.O. said he drew that line? He said, man, we're all on this side of the paper. You seem to be over here by yourself doing things. It's not going to work that way anymore. When T.O. started that with Tony Romo stuff, he throwing the ball too much to Jason Witten. Or that was, that's what the reports were. The Cowboys said, no, we're not about to do that here. We're not about to do that here. So if you have a problem with the quarterback, then you got a problem here. Yep. You got a problem with us. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's what you do as an organization. And I guess it's tough when you get a player like T.O. that is such a great player. It's always and then, tough, yeah. And, and you just want him to more or less stop it. Just like mm-hmm. stop doing it so we can play. But when he doesn't do it, then what do you do? And you've already allowed him to get away with it for however long he was doing it for. Yes. And now A.J.'s not T.O. No. But when you start going to the media and this and that, that, see, that's what happened. You know, the report was, well, Romo and and Jason Witten are drawing up plays in the dirt for themselves and Romo (laughs) is throwing the ball to Jason Witten. Like, that stuff you're you're trying to cause dissension in the locker room. Because now you're trying to get people to think, well, he's playing favorites. We had that go on here, too, in 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, when, oh, the, when, yeah. When, the, when, the, when the tight end and the quarterback was too close and the receivers were complaining about it. That's the type of stuff that happens. Organizational-wise, you have to see that, identify it, and nip it in the bud. It'll destroy your locker room, I'm telling you. Yep. It'll destroy your locker room. So I, the, the good thing is I think A.J. and, 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 and Jalen are such good friends. I mean, Jalen's the reason A.J.'s here. So there, there, is, there, there is a true friendship there. There's a true friendship there. But it doesn't mean he won't get frustrated with the coaches. Sure. So Nick Sirianni has to know how to handle it. Right. Yep. And how he needs to know when, when how he needs to step in as the organization. Yeah, if the coach can't handle it, then, yep. then the boss has to come in there and, and, and say something. But that's where being a manager of personalities or what have you comes into play. Everybody likes to say, well, the player's coach, player coach. Yeah, he's a player's coach and everything's going well. But when, what happens when you have to be the bad guy? No, but to your point, this is supposed to be Nick's strength, which is relating and getting through to his yeah, players. Yeah, And it seems and like – connecting with him. What, it, it, like I said, it seems like he was in a good place mentally. He didn't want it to fester. He didn't want it to – he didn't want to feed into it. He, so said, he said he's all good now. When we've seen it, and there's been a couple times this year where you where you, you saw some bad body language on, mm-hmm. on the field. And the one time was Gardner Minshew where everybody had bad – body language out there based on how they were playing. You never saw that again afterward, like afterwards later that week 
when AJ, right. like, I think there was at least one other game where I remember him kind of having bad, where he was mad because of the usage, and, it, and you could see it on well, the field. Well, what Gardner Minshew thing was the, the pick six. Remember? Right. That's what was the pick six. But, but even before that, he was, and the pick six was the, that, Saints was, game. that was the Saints game. Mm-hmm. So he, earlier in the game when he was walking off the field, everybody's body language was kind of like, oh, yeah. man. Frustrated. Is, yep, yeah, everybody was frustrated that game. Yeah. All right. Jack, are you good? I know that you were uh, – because it was annoying to see well, A.J. Brown if, mad if after a win. If it's true. I mean, like, hopefully it's not because then it's like we're up 38-7. Let's not well, it is it true. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> they never denied this. Yeah, the head coach said it. Like, I yeah, mean, they never denied Yeah, they just didn't make was... an issue out of right. it. Okay, well, I don't like that that's the – the first thought of being up thirty to seven, I didn't get the ball, I didn't score a touchdown. Right, like, I just don't like that mentality. Yeah. So you know we're we're about winning more than just you know we're individual stats. Yes. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm with you there. So I hope that you know it's fine going forward, and hopefully it gets addressed and it's all good. Yeah. I mean, Nick Sirianni addressed it that that was it that night or the next day. I think uh, both. Mon- uh, Monday. It was Monday he, when he addressed he it. He definitely addressed it on Monday. He addressed yep. it. He said, "Yeah, he's a competitor. He wants the ball, but he was happy that we won." Yeah, he didn't say, I don't know what you guys are talking about. AJ's fine. That's not true. He didn't have any problems. Yeah. Like, AJ didn't say, I don't know what you all are talking about. Nope. (laughs) So, they, I mean, they just didn't want to add fuel to the fire and make it some sort of distraction, which is the way you should handle it. Yeah, they handled it well. Yes, it's the way you should handle it. They definitely did. Yeah. All right. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. Carl's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Carl, how are you, buddy? Going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? Carl? Um, what's up, Carl? What's up, like, What's up? Uh, main person I wanted to speak to. Okay. So, um, yesterday I was I was uh, just hearing um, just just hearing ESP talk talking about um, one of the things that gave me red flags, and I thought about it is the cross routes. Um, that's like one of the biggest things I'm concerned with. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming out of that backfield, how would you how would you cover McCaffrey and and Debo um, dealing with you know stuff like that, especially when Debo is in space? Um, I'm I want to hear your answer on that in a second, but I also want to address Philly you know real quick, Um, and then I'm gonna let let y'all have like whatever it is that y'all y'all going to to say and address. Okay. all of Philadelphia needs to be on Jalen Hurts' mindset. We getting too hype. It's not even Friday yet. We need to really be on our Jalen Hurts' mindset too. And what I mean by that is the job ain't done until the until that clock hits triple zero mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Until until Sunday until Sunday gets here. Let's let's hold it in just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but also. I also want to refer back to, to last year, too. The last time San Francisco came here, and I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the fame. Mm-hmm. All San Francisco came in here did was disrespect. There was more San Francisco fans there than Eagle fans that game. I need Philly to show out on Sunday on huh? the biggest game of, of, of the day. No one has talked about it yet. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for somebody to talk about, this, talk about what happened the last time they were here. But I'm going to be the first one to address it. So I'm gonna leave it at that. I Reese, God bless you, Johnny Mark. God bless you. Take care. Okay, God bro. bless you, Carl. Well, um, two things. I don't know if there was more 49er fans. As a matter of fact, I, it probably was not. But for an opposing team coming in, I do remember there was a lot of red. There was a lot of red so, jerseys so at that had, game last year. They had a fans of Philly type trip, I think. Okay. From there, and I guess they were able to to 
get a lot of tickets and they came out. <laughs> they got them, yeah, because I remember, I remember that at the pregame. Like, man, that's a lot of 49ers jerseys here. At least it was early in the year. It was, I think it was our first home game. It right? was early it was in the after, year. It was after the Falcons. Okay, yeah. I think it was our first home game last year. So, um, I don't know, maybe San Francisco travels well. We don't, we don't get San Francisco here very often. Yeah. Um, so, maybe they do travel well. I, I don't know. 17 to 11, they scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. The 49ers did. It was 7 to 3 going into the fourth quarter in that game. So, yeah, I, I, I just remember, I, I remember coming out of that game thinking, like, man, like, they, they were right there to, to win it. The offense just really couldn't get anything going. But the defense played well mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. Oh, and his other question about uh, covering the crossing routes, what would I do? Um, so you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. How do you want to use him? He's a nickel. Okay. So if you're using him on McCaffrey, then somebody has to guard the slot receivers or George Kittle. Who's guarding George Kittle? You know, these are matchups, especially if they motion McCaffrey out. Um, if you're playing zone and they, they run these crossing routes, then it's not that big of a deal. But man-to-man, I think back to that Washington game. Um, I know that's where Slay struggled with um, – what's the receiver in Washington? I can't think of his name right now. McLaurin. Terry, Terry, McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. A lot of that stuff was routes that were going across the field. Yep. And 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 Slay was in more of a trail position. Um. I would imagine there's a little more zone played in this game than man coverage. Because you don't have to worry about Brock Purdy running the football. So you can actually keep your eyes on the quarterback. And because a lot of their their throws are quick throws, you know, the last thing you want is for one of these slant routes to Debo with, with either Bradbury or Slay chasing, but the other guys are in man coverage and they don't know Debo got the damn ball running with the ball before they realize it, he's 15, 20 yards up the field. You almost need to get as many eyes back to the quarterback as you can, and then you rally and make the tackle as a group effort. And you switch it up on them from time to time. Sure. You don't give them a steady dose of anything. Right? You got, you got to switch it up. You can confuse this kid. right? Brock Purdy is still a rookie. He's still a rookie. He hasn't seen everything a defense can show you. So you got to give him some different looks. Confuse him a little bit. Mm. Make him hold that ball one tick longer so that Hassan Reddick can get there. Mm. You got Mike McGlinchey over there. How about that? Hometown kid. Hometown kid. Yeah, well, we'll see how hometown he is. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, they went out there to talk to his people. I saw that on the news. Yeah. And uh, they, they'll be rooting for the Niners. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> but I think some people up there that actually go to his grandfather's store, I think it's Delco, right? Uh, Bucks County. Bucks County, okay. Um, they're all Eagles fans, obviously, that are coming in there. And they know the family. They know that the grandson Sure, plays. sure. So, you know, he was like, yeah, just do me one favor. If we win, don't tear the store down, man. Yeah, please. <laughs> I mean, the Niners. Like, if the Niners win, yeah, don't go tear the man's store down. Hey, I don't know if there's going to be rioting and, and, and looting. But people, I mean, <laughs> like, I, hopefully people can separate and be like, you know, that's their – Grandson, and that's the family member, so of yes. course they're going to root for the 49ers. Well, whether they can separate it or not, <laughs> they're fans. They can be fans of who they want to be fans of. Right, I know. Yeah. I just, sometimes 
we have, you know, sometimes Eagles fans are. Yeah, that's why we got to tell them, don't be stupid. A little different. Yeah, don't be stupid. Don't go to jail. Twitter questions brought to you by Mark Jewelers. Or better yet, don't get shot. Yes, don't you just stay well, away. I mean, you're going tearing up somebody's property. That, that person has a right to defend their property. Damn right they do. Um, Twitter questions brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Visit marks-jewelers.com. It's Worry Wednesday, so we ask people what they're worried about in the game on uh, Sunday, and uh, we just sp- specifically said offense or defense. Bigger worry, and the defense right now. Shocked. Shocking that they're... <laughs> But it's actually close, 43 to 57. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Also, uh, Scott Rowland, Hall of Famer, yes or no, 74% say no. You even put up the right poll. I just want to know if people are like, are people like Jonesing to go to Scott Rowland weekend coming up next next year? No, I think that's pretty evident. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've heard anybody call up and say, yeah, I can't wait to celebrate Scott Rowland. I think a lot of Philadelphia feels like you. Of course, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. No, yes, absolutely. Yoshi in Brewery Town. Yoshi, what up? What up, John? Big Ice Junior, baby. What's poppin'? What's up, Yoshi? What's up, Yoshi? Listen, man. Hey, what's up, baby? Listen, man. We are going to see the best defense that we've seen all year. But this defense, baby, can be had. Oakland did it. KC did it. That's two, two minutes right there for this great defense. Mixing in the Falcons. Got him. Marcus Mariota, <laughs> he daggone. Oregon, what's the name when he played against them? Well, they didn't give up a lot of points, but this team lost to the Bears. And, and they didn't give up a lot of points to, to the Broncos. But they lost to Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> this team has weak teams that are worse than the teams that we didn't beat this year. We was worried this year coming into the season whether or not if Jalen, if we can score with other teams because of where Jalen was at the time. Well, that has been answered. Yes, we beat the Giants last week. No, we ain't beat them. We gagged them, we hog-tied them, and we kicked them out of our yard. So if we come in there and don't play down to a bad team like you we've known, been known to do, we don't come in here and play this team, which is a, form- a formidable team. Yeah, they got Bosa. They got Greenlaw. They got Warner. If you contain and exploit them, we good. We good. I ain't worried about that. And I ain't disregarding, discounting Purdy. But what's been the talk all season? Gannon only looked good against bad or subpar QBs. Well, yep. he is one stuffed up on a platter, baby. Take advantage of that boy. <laughs> <laughs> but we have shut down some weapons this year. So these boys, man, I ain't worried about nothing. I just pray and hope. They do their job. Because ain't nobody beat us this year. When we had lost the game, it's because we was peeing on our our own shoes. Ain't nobody beat us. We beat ourselves in the three games that we lost. And And I MVP, and I ain't worried about no MVP. I ain't worried about no coach of the year. I want that Super Bowl MVP. I won't nick the mean mug at the camera when the confetti falling on his face. Like, how you like me now? He's being unprofessional. I mean, man, this team, this quarterback has a focus chip on his shoulder. Bart's got delusional. There go Chris Sims. I'm telling you, man, Jalen 
I'm saying Christian's girl got a picture of Jalen up on a wall somewhere. That's why he can't stand him. And then I'm looking at a show the other day on ESPN real quick, and I can't even remember the name of it. But the dude ranked the, the top QBs left in the daggone what's the name uh, uh, playoff. He said Mahomes, he went on to say Chad Henney, and then he went on to say Brock Purdy. I turned the daggone channel in disgust because it's just ridiculous. I like that this team getting all this trash talk. We we the favorite, but we still the underdog. Mm-hmm. We gonna see a yeah. good team this year. I believe that this team. I'm confident that this team gonna do the job. I'm worried about one thing: who the coach, who 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 the officiating, who the officiators, and how they and what type of time they gonna be on on Sunday. That's my only worry. Outside of that, we good, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to you Friday because I say the good stuff for Friday. <laughs> Look y'all all right, Yoshi. Appreciate All right, Yoshi. it. <laughs> ah, a lot going on there. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot going on Friday with Yoshi as well. All right, 215-592-9494. Baldy's going to join us next segment, but also Nick Sirianni talked about why he was mugging for the camera on Saturday. We have the audio next. Baldy coming up next segment as well. Your phone call. It's Mark Sinrice on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, let's talk about Dr. Glatt for a second. You already know that I love the way my hair looks, and that's Dr. Glatt. That's not nature. That's not the way it, it would have looked if it wasn't for Dr. Glad. But um, it's really it's my real growing hair. So this isn't you know, people think that they they're sewing hair into your head or something like that because they know it's not a toupee. No, it's not. You, you don't sew hair into your head. There's uh, technology, it's science in 2023 that a simple procedure gets your hair back. Your real growing hair. I go to the uh, go to get my hair cut every couple of weeks. Right, looks great when I'm done. I don't worry about the the balding and the thinning areas because my hair is fuller and thicker. And that's what Dr. Glatt and his team do for you. So if you're talking about one somebody that's experienced and talking about somebody that, that is successful in what they do, that's Dr. Glatt with hair restoration, the most experience and the most success in Philadelphia in hair restoration. So you want to see before and after pictures, you want more information about the procedure, check out his website at drglatt.com. D-R-G-L-A-T.com, or you can call his office right now and speak to his hair team. 610-980-4000. 610-980-4000 or drglatt.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
We saw you uh, last week mugging for the camera on the sidelines. We've seen you. you it was like standing. right in my face. And I, that was juice. We were up. We were up. Uh, we were up a, a couple scores and. And it just, it was like right there. Like, I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I guess that's just who I am. Nick Sirianni <laughs> answering the very important questions. But a good question from, I believe, Tim McManus. We're back. Mm-hmm. It is Mark's Can't wait to figure out what pizza he eats next week. <laughs> Getting all of the, the tough ones out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I was asking Cleveland today about the, about. Uh, I thought you were on Portland. That's two days ago. Man, look at, look at this. <laughs> It's all over the place, man. I mean, only the mid to, to mid markets. I don't do major markets. I do mid markets. <laughs> Actually, they asked me. Um, the, the Amy Lawrence, who does our overnight oh, show yeah. um, on uh, CBS Sports Radio, they got a text from a producer being like, "Hey, can you can you come on at twelve? Can we tape something at twelve thirty? No, like twelve thirty p.m. Like no, tonight." And I'm like, no. Oh, they meant twelve thirty <laughs> last night. Well, hold on, that's usually when you wake up for, for to go that's to the right. bathroom. Yeah, and then you got your overnight show there. Believe me, I th- I thought twice about it, but I knew that I was probably going to be up because the baby was puking, mm-hmm. and she threw up on me at four o'clock. Not twelve thirty. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. right down my shirt. Mm-hmm. So you could have done the hit live. Well, four <laughs> yes, at four o'clock I could have called in. Yes, I could have. Yes. So anyway, yes, all the um, El Paso, Texas. Uh, you know, market 40 or, or beyond, Jack, is where I have interest. No, but they asked me about the were people mad because there's a lot of Italians in Philadelphia because he said he had stuffed crust pizza at pizza. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I want one. But it made me go out and buy a stuffed crust pizza at the grocery store. Yeah, but you're store. not Italian. I'm, well, no, it's not true. I am. Oh. Just not a lot. <laughs> okay. What's your main uh, What's your main one? <laughs> so my grandmother was, she. my great-grandmother lied her whole life and said she was of German descent. She was really Italian. So when she came over here, she changed her last name. Uh, it, her last name was Valvano, but we we thought her name was Block. <laughs> it's a true story. When 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 my grandmother died, my mom went back and tried to trace the lineage and kept kept getting to this one point and couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. It was a church in Queens in like 1910, and that's how we, she was able to find out that she when she came to the country, she was like I guess confirmed or somehow with the church, and her name was. Um, it was was Catherine uh, Valvano, and that's oh. how we found out about it. So yes, I am you know, not half or twenty five percent, but maybe twelve percent or something <laughs> Italian. I did not anticipate the name Block. Yeah, it's I did kind not of, that's such a tough last name. There was something. No, it was something like that. So I, I, I mean, yeah, so we just they, they thought she she told everybody she was German. She never even told anybody that she was really Italian. Mm. So there you have it. Um, yeah. So Sir, Sirianni, like the, he's. People are still mad at him. Uh, what's his name? Phil Pony was he on the morning show? I saw he was booked uh, on the tomorrow. morning show. It was tomorrow he's coming on. The guy that was mad about it in Pittsburgh is coming on the morning show to discuss it tomorrow. All right. Um, Baldy's going to join us coming up here in the next 10 minutes or so. Let's get uh, a couple important callers in, starting with uh, Rasheem in North Philly. Rasheem, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? What's up, Rasheem? What's up, Ra? Good. Good, 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 good. I have one question. I know in the beginning of the season when we played Dallas Cowboys the first game when they had – that healthy defense um, out there, and everybody was saying that this is the best Dallas Cowboys defense probably in the NFL the last 20 years. Do you think that the Dallas Cowboys at that point in time defense is better than the 49ers that that we're going to see in the playoffs? Say that again to me. Do you think that the Dallas Cowboys defense, remember in the beginning of the season how Mm -hmm. when we played the Cowboys defense and they they were getting hyped up saying that this is probably the best defense in the last 20 years, do you think at at the level that when we played them, do you think the 49ers are a better defense than when we played the Cowboys? 
Hmm. Yeah. I only uh, ask that because I keep I keep hearing people say we haven't played like like like, like, like we haven't seen this San Francisco defense. Yes, the San Francisco defense is good. Nick Bosa has eighteen point you know eighteen point mm-hmm. five sacks, but the next closest guy has five sacks. And, and, and then we look at the Cowboys; the outside corners are better. So 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 when I hear people say we haven't seen this defense, to me, I think when we played the Cowboys earlier in the season, that was a dominant defense at all levels of the field: corners, receiver, I mean corners, safety, linebackers. And, and the D line at that point in time was, was was the number one in the NFL. So 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 when I hear people say, "Yeah, this is something that that we probably never seen before," I got to say, like like I don't think so. Like I, I think this is something that you know you, you, we have seen this before earlier in the season. I think the Eagles can run the football. Joey Bosa is one of the worst defensive ends as far as defending the run in the NFL. For football focus, I don't run know, right how, you know how people. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, run right at him. And then we, we also just got to look at history how the Eagles can neutralize. Uh, great defensive ends. Like I seen in the Super Bowl year when we played the the, 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 the Denver Broncos. John, I mean Von Miller was, was not a factor, and, and that's just one game. Like like we see that over over you know over and over again with this with this Stoutland uh, uh, offensive line, how he's able to you know you know take your best defensive lineman off the game. And, and this is something that I think that that would be huge because of if you're able you know to almost like eliminate not eliminate but slow Nick Bolster down. Those outside corners are terrible. Are terrible. Yes, they have you know pretty good safety. Yes, Fred Warner is good. So run, run right, run right at him. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's like it's like they did the they, it's like they did the Micah Parsons. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They ran right at him, and then Lane exited the game with an injury, and it changed the kind of changed the complexion of it right there. But um, yeah, I mean, would you do the same thing, Ike? Run right at him, or um, sure. I just I look at I look at I'm looking at their schedule right now. I'm looking at some of these offenses they faced, and they obviously haven't faced an offense as good uh, as the Eagles with um, Jalen's ability to run the football and throw the ball. You know, Kansas City put up 44 on them, but that you know that that little two week span there between Atlanta and Kansas City where they had back to back losses and gave up 20 28 points and 44 points. Um, they were dealing with a lot of injuries on defense at that time. So I don't know if that was a product of that or not. You look at the rest of their scores, and they're pretty much in the teens until you get to the Vegas game. And I don't know, did they just over overlook Jared Stidham as being the quarterback and thought they could go in Vegas and just like get it. a W? I, I don't know. I just um, – I don't have any – I don't have any concern about being able to move the ball. My my whole thing would be is don't let the 49ers put us in a position where we're turning the ball over. Like, that's really what they thrive off of is making you play uncomfortable and making mistakes and making mistakes. I mean, the Cowboys, for all intents and purposes, is a high-scoring offense. It's a high-scoring team. They were just held to 12 points. Yeah. I'm not telling you that we don't have a better offense than the Cowboys. I'm just saying they just shut down a pretty damn good offense. Sure. And held them to 12 points. So, And, you know, they forced Dak into two interceptions. Now, the one thing I'll say is Dak didn't use his legs very much Sunday. And when you're playing a quarterback where you know where he's going to be at, rushing him, that's a lot different than the guy that can extend plays with his legs like Jalen. Yeah. So that's always the X factor is what Jalen does. He's done a tremendous job of 
playing under control and making the right decisions the majority of the time. Does he? You got to hope he stays in that comfort zone Sunday. Don't press. Don't feel like you need to play hero ball. Right. Any of those types of things. Because I remember the Cardinals, not the Cardinals game, um, although he had a couple throws in that game, but the uh, the Colts game. Colts game. When the offense was struggling, at one, at some point in that second half, he started feeling like he had to do it all. That led to a couple bad plays. Now, he got it together in the fourth quarter, and they were able to come back and win. But he made some throws that weren't necessarily – They're out of character. Yeah, they're out of character yeah. throws for him. And, and I know what it is. It's because you're saying, man, we haven't scored in two quarters. We got to get points. And when you're not getting big plays – in chunks like you used to, you start pressing. So if the 49ers are having success, and this goes for Coach Sirianni too. Yeah. You can't start panicking. Be true to yourself, but don't feel like you can't win the game in the first quarter. Right? But you can damn sure put yourself in a hole by making mistakes early in the game yeah. and pressing. That, and, and that's all it really boils down to. What The one thing I say San Francisco has an edge over the Eagles is, the experience. Like, as a unit, as a team, they've been in these games already. They had to go on the road. In the, so they, I say that to say they aren't going to be intimidated by having to come here to play. Now, Brock Purdy may be. Yeah. But the majority of their team will not feel that way. And that's why I say at some point the Eagles have to put the pressure on the 49ers from an offensive standpoint by scoring points Early. to make Brock Purdy have to be a larger factor in the game. If all he has to do is turn around and hand the ball to Chris McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and dump the ball off to Debo and those guys, he's, a, he's, he's you, in his comfort zone. That's how yeah. he wants to play. Yeah, that's how you can lose. So you got to figure out a way to make him get, get, gotta get second and long, third and long. Mm. Where, where he has to stand in there and allow for routes to develop down the field, and that's when your pass rush can get to him. Right. Like the, the, Bears, the Bears defended the Eagles. They said, we're, we're going to stop your run, and then, Jalen, come on, you're going to have to beat us with your legs, mm-hmm. and, they, and, they put up, and they hurt him. Yeah. I mean, they took shots at him. You wonder if the 49ers are going to employ the same kind of thing, where they're, they're going to say, like, listen, you're not going to run I guarantee you they're looking at that game. Yeah. I mean, yes. If you're the 49ers, that's what you you go back and see who had success against this Eagles team and how did they have success against them? What did Washington do? Was that was that just an out of character? No, I I think Washington. That's the other side. That's how you attack the Eagles' defense. Right. Like I didn't think Washington uh, did anything right. that night defensively to slow the Eagles down. The Eagles had self-inflicted wounds on the offense. Right. Like that Dallas Goddard play. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think Washington did anything special. From a defensive standpoint. They just had the ball for 35 minutes of the yes. game. Yes, which, which was. was really part of their defense. They didn't want their defense on the field. Mm, it worked. It did. It worked. It'd be, it, it's it's fascinating now that we're not playing checkers anymore and you're playing chess in the <laughs> in the, in the conference game. Baldy's going to join us uh, coming up here uh, in just one second. and. Yeah, we think. And also the, uh, the Jack will have the top five of five. And then Ben Simmons is returning to town. Tonight, it's. I mean, think about this. Remember all the the whoop the 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 hoopla that we had before when he returned the one time wasn't even playing. Yeah. Now he's actually playing, and it's uh, you know. You hear anything? Yeah. Is it because we're over it? Kind of over it now. Like he's the Ben we expect him to be. He's the Ben that he is. I guess. 
I mean, I I never had that energy for being about coming back anyway. That wasn't my thing. I'm going to boo Ben Simmons or what have you. I know people were mad at Ben Simmons because those were people who had faith in Ben Simmons that he let them down. He didn't let me down. He just proved me right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't let me down. I wasn't mad at him. Yeah, I was just happy that he we just were proved, over the He ben just proved Simmons me thing. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, my thing tonight is, is I want Joel Embiid to play tonight. That's what I'm talking about. If Ben Simmons and Kyrie are going to play tonight, Embiid needs to be on the court tonight. Man, that's something else. We'll, we'll find out. Doc should be talking here uh, at some point during the 5 o'clock hour. Let's get to Baldy. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, in the huddle with Jason Luckenfor and Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL. And Baldy joins us. Baldy, what's up, man? Hey. Well, I mean, it's uh, the prelude to Championship Sunday. and You know, it doesn't get any bigger in the NFL than what we're going up against here and what we're going to see in South Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. What are we going to see? Red Eye, I want to know right off the bat, what do you think this game is? Well, what are you? What I mean, you saying are, are the Eagles going to win? Yeah, I mean, that, that, just that from yeah, the Eagles going to win. Gonna the best, I think we're going to see the best football game of the year. I think it's going to be the best two teams and the best game of the year that we've seen in the NFL. That that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, it's the ultimate chess match. I think the Eagles are better in the trenches than the 49ers, and I think that's where the difference is. Hmm. Uh, Brock Purdy, I don't believe, has really seen what violence is all about when your defensive line. I played with Reggie White and Seth and Clyde and all those guys, and I saw what they did to quarterbacks early in games, and that's certainly capable of happening again, although I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is going to do everything he can to prevent that. Um, but this is – this is these are the two best teams. San Francisco's won 12 in a row. The Eagles won how many games in a row earlier in the year? Mm-hmm. They look like they're all the way back after last week's demolish, demolishing of the New York Giants. I mean, this is the best game of the year, John. See, that's the thing with me, Baldy. I, and I think the Eagles are going to win Sunday, obviously. That's a, I, I don't need to – that's not a secret. I think, that, I think they're going to win a close game Sunday. I really do believe it's a one-score game. I'm, I'm wondering, as we view this game coming up, though, Baldy, from our perspective, it almost feels like we may be a little overconfident based off what the Eagles did against the Giants last week as opposed to having the proper amount of respect for this 49ers team. And, and John and I, we've been talking today about the 49ers being battle-tested. They've, been, they've gone on the road uh, in the playoffs in Green Bay and won, so they won't be intimidated by coming to Philadelphia. Do, do you think that's if, if the 49ers have any sort of edge, you think it's they, they're a more seasoned, more experienced team when it comes to these, these types of games? Well, I think the Eagles, you know, just talking to guys this week, you know, they, they felt like the Giants were tired. Mm-hmm. After their victory in Minnesota, it was a short week. I just feel like um, they didn't get the best of the Giants, and they took care of business, you know, from the second play of the game on, you know, throwing it to Devontae. Like, I just think, you know, they, they look gassed to the Eagles. And so I, all you have to do is just turn a 49er game on and go, this, this is a different opponent. I mean, this isn't Isaiah Hodgins out there. This is Debo Samuel. You know, this isn't Richie James out there. This is Brandon Ike. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, this yeah. isn't, you know, this is Trent Williams. I mean, if you just look at the 49ers, Ike, and you just said, okay, Trent Williams, he's the best left tackle in football probably. Mm. Is there a better all-around running back in the league than Christian McCaffrey? No. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, mm-hmm. he's up there yep. in the conversation. Um, if you look at what Debo is as far as a dual threat guy or George Kittle as a receiver or Nick Bosa as a pass rusher or – Fred Warner. I mean, they have seven or eight 
of the best players in the league at their positions. I mean, you're going up against an all-star team. Like, I don't think, you know, Jason Kelsey or Lane Johnson or, you know, any veteran on that, you know, slay, like they know they're seeing a different animal on Sunday, right. regardless of what happened last week against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I believe the players aren't overconfident. Not those guys. I meant us as fans. No, well, I mean, they, they, I, you know, I, like, that's fine. I mean, fans are fans. Like, they can yeah. pick whatever they want to pick, you know? Like, you know, like, they want to, like, it should be hot. You know, it's impossible for the Eagles to feel like they're underdogs. Like, right. For, based on what, you know? They don't have a rookie quarterback in there. They got a guy that has a chance to win the MVP. Like, yeah. you look at anything in this, in this, you know, matchup, and you go, how can't the Eagles be favored? But at the same time, like, so – if a fan wants to be overconfident because they're, you know, they got their Brian Dawkins jersey on or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, that's cool, that's no problem. But you know, like, get ready for a four quarter battle though, and you know, you might have to play from behind, and you might see plays that you haven't seen before, mm-hmm. and you might see a rookie quarterback that looks like a ten year veteran. I mean, I, all these things are possible. Um, you know, the Eagles have been tested at times this year, not a lot, but at times. You know, can you score at the end of the first half? Like, can you, can you? You know, put a winning drive together to go win the game, Um, you know, if you have to. Like, all those things, you might have to do that this week. Mm. Yeah, this is by far their best opponent they faced this year. Yeah, this is – Well, I think the Cowboys – the Cowboys are a good opponent. Yeah. They showed it last week, too, Ike. I mean, their their speed on defense is real. Like, and it it affected the 49ers. You know, they scored one stinking touchdown the whole day. They weren't good in the red zone. They they saw real speed. Now, I I don't know if the Eagles are as fast as they are, but they're built different. You know, the, the Cowboys can't rush the quarterback the way the Eagles can. Right. You know, the Cowboys don't play a five-man defensive front the way the Eagles do. Like, they, they've got, you know, strengths that nobody else has in this league. Uh, do you think the Eagles match up better than the Cowboys? Uh, yes. Yeah, definitely? Yeah, but I, I think the Cowboys, like I said, like, I mean, you know, the Cowboys' speed is real. Like, they, as good as Hassan Reddick is and as good as – like, nobody has Micah Parsons that could just close on – you know. Your quarterback gets flushed out of the pocket, and here comes Micah. Like, you don't have time to set your feet and throw the ball away. You know, like, I mean, he's just that good. But, you know, Leighton Vander Esch and Donovan Wilson, I mean, they got real speed. But, and I'm not knocking the Eagles' speed. They just, you know, they don't have speed at linebacker the way the Cowboys do. Mm-hmm. And that showed up last week. Yeah. But, they, but they are more physical. They're better up front. They've got better pass rushers as a group. Uh, much better. You know, and so, you know, the 49ers, if you, you, you got, like, you know, you you got one weakness up front. It's going to get exposed by one of one of the Eagle rushers. Mm. One of the things that, that Eagles fans are probably a little bit worried about is the coaching matchups, and you mentioned it right there. But the, how how well coached are the are the Forty ers and, and Kyle Shannon has an offensive play caller and schemer. How good is he? Well, I mean, Kyle's as good as anybody. Um, you know, his rookie quarterback has just won seven games in a row, and you can barely get him to make a mistake. You know, so, you know, whether it's Brian Greasy, Kyle Shanahan, I mean, Kyle's talking to him every single play. Um, you know, he's done a phenomenal job. But D'Amico Ryans and some of the schemes that he ran last week against Dallas, I mean, you saw the game that Dak had. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Dak, looked, he looked awfully um, average against that defense. And, you know, he threw the two interceptions. He could have easily had a pick six from Dre Greenlaw, um, you know, to finish that game in the fourth quarter. I mean, there's, he didn't know what he was looking at. And, you know, they're, they play zone. They're big, largely a zone team, unless they're blitzing, John. And, look, there's benefits to either side, man, zone. I mean, there's benefits to either one. But, you know, if you're going to be a zone team, you better have guys that can just fly and close, like, these holes in these zones and just close on them quickly the way Jimmy Ward did 
on the throw to, you know, to CD in the middle of the field, you know, which turned the game around. So, like, they, their eyes are very fast and their feet, you know, especially at linebacker. Nobody's as fast as Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner at recognition and then just getting to the ball. I mean, that's a different level of speed at that position. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm watching that game Sunday, and one or two of those players, the linebackers, must have made six straight plays. I mean, it was either it was either Warner or 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 Dre making the tackle on on, on and it was on running backs, receivers, tight ends. It didn't matter who had the ball. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting, guys, because I, I don't think I'm not trying to be a, you know share a revelation here, but I mean, people would be surprised that Dre Greenlaw led the 49ers this year in solo tackles. Mm. All right, and I remember asking Fred Warner one time, like Aziz Adjulari is in the game if you've got two tight ends. Mm-hmm. Right, so then they play three linebackers. And I asked Fred one time, I'm like, is he, is he in a run blitzing or is he just identifying these plays so fast? He goes, that guy is the fastest reader of a play that we have. And, like, that guy, number 51, he's the one that blew up Zeke at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, they threw that really <laughs> yeah. at the world. Yeah. You know, he just ran Zeke over. But, like, this Aziz, Aziz is, like, he's, he's lightning fast. And so, um, like at that, and then if you put a Fanga there, you know, at, at the linebacker level, um, like that that group, you know. So if you're thinking about just the run game now, I and okay, here's um, he, here's uh, Isaac Samalo. He's got a cut off on the backside. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he might get to those giant linebackers like Jalen Smith, like he did. But I don't know if you're getting to Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, mm-hmm. you know, when there's flow away like that. Like they're they're hard to cut off. Yeah, mm. there he is, Baldy. Appreciate it, man. Hopefully, we're talking yep. next from uh, before sure. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I yep. know. I, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's enjoy it. All right, buddy. All right, brother. Appreciate yeah. it. Amen. There he is, Baldy. Make sure to follow the in the in the huddle podcast on the Odyssey app, or subscribe <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Baldy knows the audience he's speaking to, so. But he had already told us two weeks ago who he thought was the best team in the NFL. Was he said the 49ers. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. What's the biggest worry on Worry Wednesday? <laughs> so I didn't want to ask him to make a pick. Well, wait, but when it's because he, I, I would say that he made a pick when when asked, right? He said that he didn't say the he didn't say Eagles, Did say the Eagles to gonna win yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear what he says on our San Francisco station ninety five seven. The game. Hey, he likes him. You know, Baldy, Baldy's one of those football guys, man. He likes he likes all that stuff he's seeing from, from uh, what the 49ers are doing. I saw Jack in there taking notes. <laughs> he's going to start using some of these terms when he's on with uh, Hugh and other people, right? Well, yeah, he said uh, Brock Purdy hasn't seen the violence that he's going to see on Sunday. I mean, I thought I thought of Rio. Uh, we all Rio's thought of Rio. Yeah. I love violence and I promote it. Yeah. <laughs> Baldy's not a Philly guy, though. Hates the Eagles. He's a national guy, man. No, I hate the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, who did who did he start his career with, Jack? Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Undrafted. The Cowboys. That's why when Cowboys. I. That's why he, he pointed out the Cowboys are a good football team. Yeah. I conveniently left them off my um good football team list. Correct. Yes. <laughs> They're not on our list. All right, coming up, top five at five oh, with Jack. Man. What does the have in store for us today? We have that tomorrow at five thirty. We have Eagles tickets to the NFC Championship game. That we have for you, 5.30 tomorrow. Mm. Your phone call's coming up next. Big 5 o'clock hour. Herb, if he can hold. Oh. He's probably driving the bus, so he may be able Last to Last time we did this with Ingy, he hung up. He did hang up. <laughs> will Herb hang on for the 5 o'clock hour? I think he will. 
I think he's got some time on his hands. Mark Sunrise on 94 WIP. Don't go anywhere. But hey, listen, let's bet with BetMGM. Make some midweek magic with Light the Lamp Wednesdays at BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score a goal on Wednesday, and you'll automatically receive $2 in free bets for every goal that's scored in the game, up to $16 in free bets. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt in to the Light the Lamp Wednesdays promotion to receive a $2 free bet for every goal scored in the game. That's only a BetMGM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.